Hey everyone out in podcast land, it's David coming at you with a new podcast. Well, this morning as I'm looking through my garden, wandering around, checking out all the nice things that the Lord has used me to grow this season for my family, and all the different propagating methods I've been using, it's been a real interesting year because I've taken my um, skill that I've been working on to a different level this year where I am doing a lot with with one plant multiplying it many times and it's just been interesting how everything works and cloning it and things like that <clears throat> same thing with trees I've been cloning a lot of trees and what that means is i'm taking from a host and i'm taking either a piece of it or something from that tree and i'm skipping the seed process and i'm making the exact replica of that tree even though it's a growth all by itself all by itself from somewhere else that tree is the exact replica from the same one plant that I took it from, the host. It'll never have its own genetics from another line combined. It'll always be that same one. And as I'm walking around wandering, looking at my different things and preparing to replant things, change things, do different things and different ideas, I started thinking about this controversy that's been going around about the definition of a woman. And you gotta think, why have they taken this hill to die on that say that saying there is comes from a military statement as if you have hills it would be the the most optimal vantage point in a military confrontation you want to take the high ground why because shooting downwards or looking downwards or spying downwards you have a better advantage than looking up through the growth that's on the ground around you and trying to get to that first layer of foliage yada 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 you don't understand i'm not trying to say elemental things to you guys i just wanted to give you an explanation of that i'm wondering why these these people have taken this hill to die on knowing that this is a something that's never been really challenged um it's never been taken to the level it has and they're going to lose the battle they they have to know they will lose this battle the generals that are leading this charge they know this because they've have moms they have sisters they have relatives they know exactly what this is most of them are women so why are they doing this well you have to think to yourself why would they do this let's say that you're going to do a military confrontation on somebody which we're not and that's not what i'm talking about but this is an explanation of like um just a thought thought process let's think about this so you're going to do a military confrontation. Let's say there's a secret village of, they're called Weebles. And they're a strong group. There's lots of them. Let's say there's, let's say there's only 2 million people on the earth. And there's 2, 1,800,000 of them, of these Weebles. And the other group is called Johnsons or something. And there's only 200,000 of them. Now, obviously, the numbers favor the Weebles, right? So the Johnsons, though, have all the wealth. From over time, they have accumulated all this wealth, and they've amassed this powerful army of money, of power, of substance. And the reason why it's got power is because it's desirable. It's something desirable. Other people want it. The Weebles will want it. The Johnsons know this, so they've been using it over and over. But something's happened. The Weebles started to look around and to start to ask questions which is a very bad thing in this world. You cannot do that. In the world of the Weebles and Johnsons, you are not allowed to ask questions. 
you're only allowed to ask the questions that they allow you to ask. You're only allowed to see and read what they tell you to see and read. They're only allowing you to see what is knowledge. You type it in to their networks. They tell you, they filter it, they, they keep you in a certain criteria a groove. You don't get off those rails. And if you do, they put you in check real fast. They got systems to do that where they don't have to because remember, there's only 200,000 of them. <clears throat> now, let's pause this mystical ver universe for a moment and think about the universe that we live in. We live in the planet Earth. And this scenario we just talked about is not too far off from our distant and not too distant past. This has been happening in the Earth's history over and over and over many many times many generations you ever notice the little the little few have ruled the world not too long ago around world war one before around that area britain had owned the world they were the superpower they were the superpower even when america had broke away they were still ruling the whole earth they had power throughout the whole earth and it was just a little island just a little dinky island in the earth it wasn't that many people but they had rule over a lot Many kingdoms have been that way. Many kingdoms, you know, comprise of a royal family, which is a very, very few minority group that controls the majority of wealth, of people, of providence, province, all that stuff. So, back to our question. Why would they pick this battle? Well, let's go back to our universe, the Weeble and Johnson universe, if you're staying with me. This is my thought process. This is something I've been thinking about. And if you can glean from it and get an idea, maybe it'll help you. So the Johnsons know that the Weebles are way too strong, way too strong. Now they've done a good job for many, many years, dumbing them down. They've called places, institutions, which have done nothing but teach division and things that they want them to know that is very perverted it's very ungodly they have taken religion and skewed it and caused it to be a very very bad focal point and if you look at it there's a stigma on it they have ruined your thought process and they called anyone that looks into that area a cult or you're outside the framework of society they have they talk down on you they call you a lesser human and nobody wants that because they they've used these terms in that in a way that keeps you in a social prison that's what it is <clears throat> now if you're staying with me listen to me so they've done a lot of things if you notice anything that they have labeled it's always the opposite if they say they are the institution for great democracy it's not that it's going to be something opposite because they don't label something when it's, for example, let's call this, the Johnsons have a program saying the institution of discovering how to eradicate as many weebles as we can. They're not going to call it that because then it's in your face and then they're going to be in trouble. So what they do is they mask these names. They do it. They've been doing it. They've done it. They got many of you to buy into it. Many people have bought into this over the years of different societies. One thing that they've been very good at is branding people to say that person's super rich. Them are the people over there that own everything. Them are the bankers. Them are the, the rich people. But if you look at yourself and you really do a investigation, the people that are claiming this are the ones that own the four, five richest, most powerful 
businesses. They control the world's money, all the world's money, all the wealth. These four individuals have all the wealth of the whole world. Um, one, one or two of them actually have more money than the whole earth combined. And you got to ask yourself, why are they saying that these other people are the problem and they're the rich ones when they're the ones that are on the, the side of division, atheism, witchcraft, the different sexualities that are so bad for society and it's been proven over many generations, the degenerates that has been coming out of all this, this crazy talk of not knowing what a thing is. So now they're branding things that are in our face. They've taken it to a new level, guys. The Johnsons and Weebles now have taken it to a whole different level. So the Johnsons started looking around one day because they, you know, they get they got fat because they were eating the processed food, the food that was genetically made to cause people to gain weight while they're telling people, eat this and you'll lose weight. Because remember, everything they do is the opposite. And that's their way of brainwashing these people. And they set up these institutions that brand the Johnsons every once in a while, who's got the greatest film, the smartest person, the winner of the Nobel Prize, whatever it is, they, they got their own little programs to do that. And then you buy into it and believe that, wow, this person's the greatest, this person's the smartest, because they said it, they told us. This magazine put it in there, this TV show is telling us, this news program is telling you, they're controlling everything. They're telling you everything. History has been rewrote. They have slowly, the Johnsons have slowly taken out history and rewrote the books, taken them away, slowly hid them out of your view, taking away libraries, taking away your ability to go to get these books, slowly have done that. And if you go to look for it now, they start to brand you. They say on our sites, you can't look for those things. On our sites, you can't talk about those things. That is racist. That is this, that is that. And they do this over and over. And they've been winning the battle. They've been doing very good. But then one day the Weebles started looking around saying, this is not a fun world anymore. It used to be really fun. We used to just work all day, come home. We'd drink our beer or smoke our drugs. And we stayed numb to society just to get through it. We'd have to get divorced because our families are ruined because nobody's happy, everyone's depressed. But they kept us happy. They gave us these these worlds, these like Mickey Mouse type worlds and all these movies that made no sense that were always steeped in heavy satanic religion. Something that I don't even believe in, but that's the only thing I can watch. So that's what we watch. And as long as they just never explained to me the truth and nobody was awakened, we were all happy. But now we are slowly awakening because something happened. There was a disruption. Some great tragedy has happened across the Weeble land and it caused them to think, danger is here this is no longer a world of safety it's no longer a world of what i thought it was it's something different and it started making them ask questions of we are just these little people in this big world in this big universe and these people that have been in charge of us something's not right they're they're lying to us something's not not making sense and so the johnsons immediately go into a fury because they can't lose their power they can't lose their hold because their family and generations have had a hold for so long that they can't lose it because not only will they lose their wealth but they will be incriminated because of the things they did were very ungodly unsocial everything that they called everybody they're doing everything that they said in reverse they've been doing and they've been lying, lying, and lying, and they've been causing many people to believe a lie. 
everything that you believed in this world was a lie and now you've awakened to it. But yet there's still a lot of weebles that are not listening. Many weebles are sounding the alarm now, but the other weebles are saying, no, I like being in this matrix. I like being where I am. You are wrong. The Johnsons have our best interest. The Johnsons will never hurt us. But yet throughout history, warnings have been there. A lot of our science fiction movies have been telling us this all along. If you remember the movie, The, the Time Traveler, you have, you have the, the time machine, I mean. This man makes a time machine after he loses his wife or a woman he was engaged to. He asked her to marry her and she got killed walking across the street as he's looking at a old car at that time. And he felt so much guilt and he was building this time machine as this scientist and he wanted to go back in time and change that event that caused her to die so that way he could go on with life. But he found that every time you went back in time, something happened. The event was going to still happen, but it would happen in another chain of events. And no matter how hard he would try, he could never change this event. It would always happen. It was meant to be. It was like he was trapped in this continuum because every time he would go back, just the act of going back would change something that would cause it to happen anyways. He couldn't get out of this loop. And so then he said to himself, I will go far into the future to learn about all of all the things that are going on. What's going to He goes way far. He, or he goes way far in the back, past to find out, to see if he can go back farther and farther. And as far as he goes back, he still can't change things. And so then he accidentally breaks the lever and goes far into the future while he's asleep. The machine's just going far, far, far in this future. And what does he find? He finds a nice class of people living on the tops of the earth. But something ominous is going on because at nighttime, certain sounds are happening and these these underneath earth dwellers would come out and grab these people and bring them into the earth and they were feeding on them they were using them to feed on and that's how the two groups of human beings had evolved over the course of many 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 years and he found out that these people were very evil people because they let these other people live a life on the top side but every once in a while they come and take their kids they'd come and take their family members they picked out certain people. They kept them weak, just enough where they could do the job. It's been like this in many movies, guys. This, the, the warnings have been there. Let's jump off the secular world from the Weebles and the Johnsons. Let's close that book for now. The Bible warned us many, many times. The Bible has warned us over and over. Great men have warned us over and over. I have been warning. I have been sounding the alarm. The, it's not a ch- time. It's not a question of if the American dollar is going to collapse, if our financial institutions are going to collapse. It's always been when, and nobody knows the date or the time when Jesus is going to come back. But the signs around us, and He gave us signs to know when He's coming back, and we have been checking out those signs and looking at them and saying, "Man, is it? He's getting close because He told us when summer's close in certain certain areas of the earth, you can just look for certain things and you can tell." Well, we can tell that something's getting ready to happen here on the earth. And if you want to drill down further in America, something's not right. Everything that they told us that was democracy, they're not following. They're not even doing it in the court systems anymore. They're not agreeing with rulings anymore. They're not allowing judges to do what is right anymore. God is not allowed in the schools, but you can change people's sexuality now. 
you can do all kinds of things nowadays in the world system. But if God is mentioned or the Christian tries to come out of his, his house to preach, he is pushed down really fast. He's, he's not allowed to do that. He's not allowed to speak in society. He's gonna, not accepted like that. But yet we still do. We don't stop. We've done that for generations. But something different's happening, guys. And I'm starting to sound the alarm. I've known this for a long time. And I'm not sounding the alarm to too many people. I've actually kept it very quiet and close to my chest. I've left it in my house with just my family. And we've been slowly working. Working and working very hard. We've been saving. We've been preparing. We have, we're, we're safe. And yes, I have faith in God. Yes, I trust God. Yes, I'm hoping for a rapture, but there's no place in the Bible that says the word rapture. And there's no place in the Bible that tells you you have to believe in the rapture for it to happen for you either. So that means that I don't have to believe in a rapture as long as I believe in Jesus and the kingdom and everything that goes on in the Bible that he told me and do the things that he said. But if I don't believe in the rapture and it happens, I'm still going to be caught up. There's nothing in there that says you have to believe in it or else you don't make it in the rapture. But there is a big problem if you believe in the rapture and you build your life around that and it doesn't happen and you did nothing else to prepare. You're just like the 10 virgins, the five that weren't ready. That said to the other five that were preparing, that were doing what they were supposed to, because they are. There's people all over around you. If you really look, the signs have been there and they're telling you warnings are going everywhere. But if you keep walking through the earth saying, I have faith, fear over faith, fear over faith, fear over faith, and you, and you parrot those things. But yet, how many times this year have you been in a knockout, dragout fight with your spouse, with a, a friend? How many times have you been unable to control yourself 100% and been that Christian that's faith over fear 100% throughout the whole year? I would like to say that I would say to all of you, there's not one. There's not one that, and if they do, that's a lie because you're in this flesh and there's no perfect person. There's not one perfect person on this earth. We're all imperfect beings. Now let's get back to our question. Why would they choose this hill to die on? The question about defining a woman. And it's very simple when you think in the terms that we've been speaking through the beginning of this podcast. It's called a divisive division tactic. That's what they're doing. They're keeping our numbers divided. Do you remember there used to be a statement called the United States of America? And that's what made us powerful. There's all these states that are combined to one and we all think alike, we all work alike, we all act alike, we all stick together and we fight tyranny, we fight the evil. We have a constitution, we stick by it, we do exactly what our forefathers laid out and we stayed on course. But something's happened, we have been infiltrated. Very bad people have infiltrated the whole world and have seized it. Just like in our little story, the Johnsons and Weebles, the Johnsons now have seen that the Weebles are asking questions and they're not allowed to do that. And they'll go so far to even destroy the image of democracy that we all believe in and we all know is real, but they have been calling it an experiment for a while. They've been using weird terms for a few generations now and they've been saying a few things that have watered down all the things that we have. They've done it legally in a way that they can walk right up to the line, challenge it, and cause you to divide and to be in doubt. And that's what they're doing. They're dividing us. Every one of us is being divided. It's a divide and conquer. It's the pincer move. It's the same thing that great generals, General George Patton did to the 
Germans in a physical military battle concept. You bust right through the enemy's lines, you break them in half, you encircle them, and you take them out. You break the big, you break up the big part of the army and you take it out. You can do that. The, the Spartans did it. <clears throat> the, the guerrilla tactics in the British American War, the hillbillies, all the American fighters, they did it. It's, it's something that's David did with Goliath. He took out the biggest guy. Once you take the biggest guy out, you're pretty much breaking right down the middle ranks and you're splitting them in half. When you do that, when you start to split the army in half, it's a little easier for a smaller army to fight. And this army that is smaller is much more equipped, much more better at tactics, and they have all the upper ground. They have every upper institution around us. So what is the strength of the Weebles? And why are they wanting to divide us? Because our strength is in numbers, folks. We don't even have to fight. We don't even have to do a battle. We just have to stick together. We just have to unify and have one voice. We have to have one cause. We have to be one. And they cannot beat us. They cannot separate us. They will go and grab the, the ones on the outer edges, the ones that fall away, just like Satan has always done to the church. But the ones that stay together and stay as a unified body will not be defeated. You won't be defeated. And that's my job is to keep everybody together. Keep us unified to wake you up to see what's going on and so many people are resistant you wouldn't believe but there's so many people that are not that are listening god has been putting great people in our life there's been people that are hungry coming and and actually looking to find out about our ministry checking us out talking to us in a real sense with a humility and a god-fearing ability to you know have faith real faith and it's, it's very refreshing to see very good to see that the cause of Christ is still moving on and the reason why God is going to allow this to stay everyone's saying why hasn't he came yet why isn't this over why is he allowing this to happen well it's because there's still one soul that needs to be saved and God will wait till that last soul is in before he comes he's not going to let one perish he will leave the 99 for the one our God is not a man our God is not even like us our God is totally different and he is going to wait till the very last part of this story before he shows up and he will show up and he will come and he will rescue us and he will defeat the enemy that has been plaguing us for so long so let me get back on this woman thing real quick and close it out as i went through the garden in the beginning of this podcast i was talking about going through my garden and i started thinking about the cloning process and the propagating process and all that and the seed process and I started thinking about this woman question because I've been posed a question after I've defined it for everybody from a Webster's Dictionary, 1956 Webster Dictionary. I still had people that question the definition of a woman. <clears throat> so let's go this way, guys. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end the conversation with this. Genesis 2, chapter 2. I think if you start reading in 46, verse 46 through 56, those 10 verses, you'll probably find all you need right there what I'm going to tell you. You have a man named Adam that has been made in the image of God and God wants to give him a helpmate because Adam notices after he does all this name, naming of the animals and doing what God wants him to do, he puts him to sleep and he pulls a rib out of him and out of that man he makes a woman, the very first woman. And he 
and he gives her to Adam. And Adam sees her and says, man, and he says, woman, this is a woman. Bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh, out of me she came. And her name was Eve. Her name was Eve. So it's Adam and Eve. So what's the definition of woman? A woman is anything that was from that very first creation of God without any alterations, without any external forces to alter it, to change it. What it was designed from that very beginning, if it has been altered from that very first person, Adam and Eve, from that lineage, it is not a woman. If it has been man-made, it's not a woman. You can call yourself it. You can believe it all you want, but you're not. You're only a woman if you're born that way. And you're only a man if you're born that way. If you have changed it and put a mask on, like in Halloween, when you take the mask off, you're going to go back to your former self. You might be a change in full people for a season, but when that show is over and the lights go out and you take off the makeup and you take off the clothing and you stand there before yourself in the mirror face to face and you can't lie to nobody and to yourself no more you will be known as you are known and when you stand before God the great mirror you will not fool nobody so as we are on earth now that's the definition when we get up to heaven it's going to be a totally different place totally different rules totally different system but God has given us this system now and the reason why Satan has taken this on is to destroy the creation of God. He hates men and women. There's always been an attack on the children because out of the child, the woman's seed, the Messiah would come. We know that Jesus was the Messiah. And from the very foundation of the earth, Satan has waged a war on the seed of that woman so he could try to destroy the Messiah from coming. And so many, many kings have tried to kill the kid. Moses, you got Caesar trying to do it to Jesus to kill the seed before it grew up to become this king that was going to overtake them and their kingdom. But they weren't seeing with spiritual eyes to know, understand what, what he was talking about. Just like they don't now. So what Satan has done now is says, I give up my battle on the, the baby and I'm going after the woman now. I'm going right after the bearer of the seed. And if I can kill her, It'll never happen. And so he's sneaky. He's trying to be cunning. And he's going to fail. Because out of every time he does something, it causes the goodness of God to break forth. And great things will happen, guys. I'm going to leave that podcast for you today. What is a woman? But I might title this one, The Weebles and Johnsons. And with that, God bless. Hey, have you ever heard of my pillow? I'm sure you have. It's on all the commercials that you can see on TV. Well, I'm a user of my pillow. I used to have migraines, real bad neck aches, but my pillow helped me in such a way that I don't get migraines and I have to use my pillow every time I go to bed. I even take it when I go on a trip. My wife and I have to have our pillows, the my pillow with us wherever we go. You can get the MyPillow too by going to MyPillow.com. Mike Lindell is a Christian. He's a good man. 
and he produced a very good product. I am advertising my pillow for free for him. And if I were you, I would buy a my pillow. I'm doing it because I know it works. It's a great product and it'll be a great blessing to you and to whoever you buy it from. God bless and go to mypillow.com and order my pillow or wherever you go and you see a my pillow, buy the my pillow and watch. You will be blessed. Thank you.